Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now, here are three guys who think true grit starts at 220. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right. It's show number 537, everybody. And on today's show, we're talking about predicting sag on shelves, modern design with hand tools, and cutting up pretty boards. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to... Yeah, I kind of ad-libbed there, huh? There wasn't even a question mark there. He's going off script. Look at me. He's going rogue. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. All right, well, Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a $250 gift card to one lucky Wood Talk listener. Answer for your chance to win before October 31st at rockler.com slash woodtalk. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and signing up to become a patron of the show. We'd like to thank Chris Benito, Ready, Set, Build It, Francis Farrell, Tawny Tim, and Ty Orton. Very nice. Oh, yeah, some names there. Did you guys Did uh, you guys catch that on our last show somebody snuck a, an inappropriate name by us? No. I'm always looking for it, and I guess I, I think I... I saw it in a comment in on Instagram, and I, I, unfortunately, I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was our it buddy was, Mike? It was inappropriate. It was like you know a Mike Mikeus type thing. Yeah, I think it was. Yes. It was Mike Crotch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm usually on the lookout for him. I can't believe I missed it. I just read them. Okay. I just, just read the names. That's all I do. Rolled right not here by, to investigate. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to what's on the bench. Yes, let's do it. A little while. Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. I got some lights installed, finally. Uh, got those old, crappy, loud fluorescents. Those things, oh my gosh, when you turn them on, especially as the temperature's dropping a little bit, <clears throat> you walk in the shop, you turn those on, it's just... And then later in the day, I'm like, did we just get used to it? Because like you don't hear it anymore as time goes on. And I know they do quiet down, especially as they, like, they warm up a little bit. But I think what happens is we're just kind of getting used to it and tuning it out. But it's actually like when you take video, you go, yeah, yeah, that's still there. So thankfully, uh, switching to modern LEDs, 
uh, with a good color rendering index and, and really light, um, high light out- output on these things, man, this is, it's like turn those lights on and now I can really see all the crap on the walls. Yeah. Like the, the dirt and that. the grease. Nice. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea how much filth I was living in. Uh, but yeah, so, um, I'm excited though, because, uh, good, good lighting just means everything looks better in the videos and makes it easier to see what I'm doing, what I'm doing, detailed work and, uh, super don't stoked about that. Work. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. I don't, I like to pretend sometimes. Okay. Give me <laughs> I'm a break. I'm pretending over here. Pretending over here. <laughs> uh, I also decided to make my first project. That's like a kind of quote unquote real project, uh, in the shop to be a, a tool that I wanted and needed. And I, I like to draw circles and I like to make <laughs> <Circles>. arcs <laughs> and various I like draw circles. <laughs> I like drawing circles and they're very hard to do without a little assistance. Uh, so I wanted to make a beam compass and not just like oh. a, a standard one. I wanted one that was about like 36 inches in length. And I decided to work one up with a little walnut and aluminum as a core and doing stuff that I'm probably really not sh- shouldn't really be doing because uh, I'm not very good. at. shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Should not mm-hmm. the whole time I'm going, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> I, can, for I know me. why I don't do this. <laughs> I know why I don't do this very often, but all that said, it kind of came out really, really nice. I've got like the beam itself is a quarter inch aluminum core with eighth inch walnut skins on the outside. And I've got the piece on the back with the pin that slides up and down. I uh, used aluminum for the core of that piece so that I could uh, tap it for threads and I got a little knurled knob that goes into the top and the front has a little pencil holder with a knurled knob. It's it, it's actually kind of neat. A lot of knurling. Oh, a whole that's lot of knurling lot. going on. So, yeah, that that's the the big project, but I wanted something that was kind of like edging into fine woodworking but kind of letting me get comfortable with my tools and, and comfortable back in this space. Uh so something not terribly large, physically large or detailed. Um but still a lot of fun to make. So, that's, now that's, now you can draw really large circles. Giant ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, only up to the size of the beam, but you know. Well, he got it right, though. It was three feet, and that means a six foot diameter circle. Yeah, I'm good with the maths. Just turns out he knows how to do math. Yeah, Yeah, you can circle the large, (laughs) dirty spots on the walls and go, look, there's a dirty spot, and there's another dirty spot. It's an old old firehouse. (laughs) So every every dirty spot I see, my brain is just like, all right. Which toxic chemical is that? <laughs> and how do I never see it again? <laughs> that's the big question. Very it's cool. terrible. Yeah. So like that's that. it for me. You know, one thing that I just did recently was um, I had threaded threaded the hole through one of my marking gauge arms. Um, and then I just tapped the pencil. Like I, the, the, the matching die to the tap that I used to tap the, the marking arm. I just ran <laughs> the pencil through it. And it works I mean, great. Yes, yeah, it's why not? Great. It, it, it wasn't. It actually wasn't my idea. It was a Mark Hicks over at Plate Eleven Toolworks. I saw mm-hmm. something on Instagram, and I was like, "That's freaking brilliant!" Because the pencil is so soft, you're not actually like cutting threads. You're just yeah. kind of compressing threads, or why not? It's called rolled threads or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. It 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 works really well. So now there's no like knurled nut to like you know fasten the pencil. There's a, just a really tight threading, and you just kind of advance the pencil. Really, I that's like it. pretty I'm cool. gonna like gonna like retro all of my marking gauges now to have tapped, yeah. tapped pencils. It's, there it's you the, go. the height of chic. <laughs> well, we, of we've chic. got a <laughs> yeah, got a bit of a theme here between Mark doing things he shouldn't be doing, um, mm-hmm. and me doing things I shouldn't be doing, like building tools, um, and working with steel. Uh, I built a pair of hollows and round planes, 
um, for a, a handle school video. Um, one of the things that I, I covered hand sticking moldings in semester two, like 10 years ago. And it was funny. I, I remember at the time thinking, man, it is really hard to get hollow and round planes. This might be a difficult lesson. Like, cause people really wanted the lesson, but you have to have these specific tools and they're either really expensive with a super, super long wait list to get the tool. In my head, I was thinking, well, you know, it's really popular. In 10 years, it should be a lot easier. Nope. <laughs> 10 years have passed and it's actually become harder to get hollow and round planes um, and more expensive. So I decided I would do a video on actually making them um, to give people some kind of option. And uh, yeah, I was just the same as Mark. I'm like working through this. And then it comes time to like heat treat O1 steel. And I've got like a, you know, a torch and a little like brick forge and like a big uh, a quart of, of vegetable oil ready to like dip cherry hot steel into. And I'm thinking I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm out of my depth here. Yeah. This is fire and steel natural. and you know, having to go like it took me forever just to actually find the propane torch at Home Depot. I was like, I know it's somewhere in this like three aisles, <laughs> like wandering around. Uh, yeah. And then it was just like, OK, now I need to buy like a big old jug of oil. And yeah, but it, it was a success. It was actually super easy. It was kind of fun to do that. And then like sticking iron into the into the oven in the kitchen to temper it. That was kind of interesting, but now I have a, a working pair of number five hollows and rounds um, and they're it's pretty cool. I got to admit, I'm not going to say that I'm going to start making a whole bunch of tools. Um, it's still not my favorite thing to do, but there is a, a certain amount of satisfaction that comes from using a tool that you made yourself. So there we go, Mark. Nice. I'm with you. So we, we can expect a uh, RWW line of hand tools anytime <laughs> soon. Oh, heck no. Please Doesn't it seem like that please. would suck to do that all the time? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, this is why I'm not a professional cabinet maker because like building the same thing twice is yeah. like torture it's for grueling. me, let alone 1700 <laughs> times. No, right. not going to do it. And the funny thing is, is I actually got uh, a direct message in my um, school community from one of the, the members saying, you know, would you be interested in selling that set that you made in the video? Mm -hmm. um, and I was just kind of like, no. <laughs> I don't even want I don't even want to like hint at that possibility. I mean, yeah. A, the whole reason I made it is I actually did need a pair of number fives. Um, I, I did not have that. That was a hole in my tool set. So that's what it took for me to finally build one was to actually have like the need for this in an upcoming project. So I was like, no, they're mine. Like if I start <laughs> selling stuff, people like, you know, everyone's going to want it, you know. So no, not doing it. Can't do it. Yeah. Smart. Hmm. Okay, Matt, what do you got going on? Speaking of steel, Sp speaking of doing, people Matt? doing things they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> 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 we have uh, we've been hanging the steel on the new uh, barn building thingamabobber, which has been uh, challenging, surprisingly. Why? Maybe, or maybe Matt? not challenging, Why? I guess. I don't know. It's there's a lot of steel is heavy. It is heavy, especially like the wall panels. We did those today on the end walls so like like the middle sheet they're 26 feet long one piece hello and you gotta stand that bad boy up and not have it crumple on you yeah so that was interesting i'm i'm personally disappointed that you know you're building a barn out of steel well just the outside i feel like of all people that would be like i mean you've got a, a freaking live edge outfeed <laughs> table 
seems like a good opportunity for like some a crotchwood barn or something like the that. The number of disappointed who commented about like how I'm not cutting my lumber <laughs> for this building is pretty incredible. Well, it's great yeah. because I get comments about the choices I'm making with materials here and it all it always comes back to you that <laughs> like you're too to selfish. Really? You're too selfish with your material oh, to share it with me. <laughs> And that's why I'm using Pergo back here. That's why. That's what it is. And I say, yes, that's exactly the reason why. Yeah, basically, everything is Matt's fault. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and that's very true. I blame a lot of things on Matt. I was having an interview on the Lumber Update show the other day. Oh, and no. like, oh, no. there's, there's this expectation now that we're all supposed to mill our own lumber. Yeah. And we should yeah, all, damn like, right. we're, get out there. We're not woodworkers if we go out and buy lumber or, or if we ask someone else to saw, like if we find a log and ask someone else to saw it, I actually had a guy in the show that like had to hire someone <laughs> to saw his log into his own lumber. And I was like, God, you're really slumming it. I'm like, you call yourself a woodworker. Like Matt has created this, this new wood. normal. That's just, it's just wrong. It's all Matt's fault. It is. There's our show title right it's there. It's all Matt's fault. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's good. Well, I saw the most recent picture just came up in my feed and that place looks incredible. Well, it's, get, it's getting there. So like the the other issue with the, with the steel is like it's all referential, like each panel references off the last one and there's mm-hmm. zero adjustability as you're going. So two things have to be perfect. Your first piece you put on has to be perfect because every other piece after that is got a reference off of that. Uh, and your yikes. structure is going on to has to be perfect. Because if it's not, wow. things will start creeping yeah. around on you. And is there an order as well? Like you have to start at a certain point or a certain side? Yeah, yeah. They all lap over each other. So there's yeah. also that consideration too of like, where do I, what piece goes on first or second or third or fourth or whatever? Yeah. Wow. As you're going. Mm-hmm. So there's, and like you're up like for the roof, like you're up in the freaking air, wrangling these panels. And then like, hopefully it's not windy that day or else you're not doing anything. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I guess we're not working today because it's just there's a little breeze. Well, because of danger of death. I was like, it'll Warning, knock you off the building and then you lose this panel and then they're all special order. So like you can't go pick up another panel. You got to wait. Mm-hmm. So you said this is a kit though, right? Is there like an instruction manual for this? Uh, no, there's a set of plans. Okay. But no. Not really. So no YouTube video showing you how to do it? Well, <laughs> you can watch a lot of uh, RR buildings and you can have Kyle and Greg okay. show you how to put up, how they put up their buildings. It's all kind of there like, you go. It's all kind of the same. It's just there's a lot yeah. of like little details that you like. I've been watching their videos for years, but right. I'm the kind of person that I don't really quite grasp everything until I'm the one there doing it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. So sure. all like. I had respect for them before, but like I have even more, like way more respect now. I'm like, oh, there's so many little things along the way that can trip you up that you don't even think about because you're not mm-hmm. thinking about it because you don't do it ever. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of points you're like, yeah, this is, we did this wrong. We should have not done it this way. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. No one will notice. Well, I think, I think more importantly is, there, there still won't be a video on how to put this together when Matt's done. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or there will be one. And it's like, here are all the things that you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. That's good. Uh, well, read all the things. It's coming together. So I man. guess, like, are you going to be the guy that has, like, the super creepy house on Halloween? You know, with, like, the whole, like, 
set up and fog machines because now you've got the creepy barn just in time for Halloween. <laughs> I believe the other barn is more creepy than this one. This one looks all go. new and shiny and well, pretty. Yeah. The other barn is all you have make a, it look right. You have a PG barn and an NC-17 <laughs> barn. PG the barn. murder barn. <laughs> to serve the whole neighborhood. This is where we have the, the unicorns at the happy Halloween stuff. The unicorns <laughs> right. live here. And then the murder horses <laughs> live in the other barn. Right. Is, is this a um, like super time sensitive uh, moment that you're at right now? Because I see you've got the insulation. You say PEX is coming up next and you've got that big open section on the roof. And what if it rains? Doesn't matter. What if, what if it rains? It's, no, everything's a, like everything's still that's okay. A, it's a speed hole. It's a speed hole. That's fine. It's, <laughs> at this point, it doesn't really matter if it rains. Okay. That's not a big deal. Cool. It's more like okay. just getting it done so I can move on with my life. Yeah, of course. And before it gets like ungodly cold here. It's coming fast. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> coming real fast. I know. I know. I know. It's getting cold here too. And you know, all the money I spent on those furnaces, um, I tried to turn them on and they don't, they don't go on. So I got to, they, go <laughs> they don't go on. So yeah, winter is coming quickly. All right. Did Shannon, you try you restarting that kickback? Like, I, think it's I did try turning it off <laughs> and then back on again. <laughs> I also reading it for 10 seconds and then I rebooted my router, uh, <laughs> all the normal things, and it's still not working. Okay. Have you cleared I even went so far no. as to take the panel off and to read the error code from the little blinking light. And it sounds like there's a short in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The thermostat wiring. So you, but it, it, you it need get, a longer get, wire, right? If it's, if it's too short, is that what it is? It's too short. That, that is what that means. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put it on my tongue. I felt the buzz. So I'm thinking good. everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. I got to skip my morning cup of caffeine that morning because got a different jolt. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. You know, and that's that's the other thing. Like, how many years have we had, you know, in central heating and yet they still have a little blinking light code system? Yeah. On all the better things. than that. Like, could you at least put like an LED readout and give me a number? You know, <laughs> right. How much more expensive would it be? You can't just to, text to me? have something right. <laughs> There we go. Come on. A connected the device. Step. Come on. Everything's connected now. Okay. We have kickback from Jeff. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I wanted to follow up on a topic from episode 535. The topic was content creation. Oh, oh boy. Geez. <laughs> An audience favorite. Die, really. Oh, good. Let's talk a little <laughs> some more. <laughs> Mark was discussing a question from Scott. And Scott, uh, this was regarding Scott's goals and wanting to uh create content but didn't know how to get to the level where you guys are uh he never really stated his goals just that he i think wanted to do good work and get it out there without the trappings of content creation my impression of what he was trying to ask is i think a great example of this is mike farrington my opinion he puts out great content on a range of projects from beautiful furniture to built-in uh to built-in to tool and machine restoration i never uh, i'll never restore the same planer he has, but I've watched the video several, t- several times. He's that good. I've watched all of his videos and he's never mentioned a sponsor. He doesn't have banners hanging in the background of the shop. He doesn't even put out content on a regular basis and his stated family time is more important. His business seems successful and I know he contributes to Fine Woodworking Magazine, but he seems to have tackled YouTube on his terms. Maybe that's what Scott is looking for. I appreciate what you do. Thank you from Jeff. There we go. Okay. Well, Mike's it a just great sounds guy. like the way that it started. You know, here's just somebody who's that's I mean, that's how YouTube started, really. That's how this whole vlogging thing started. We were just yeah. putting out videos 
you know, the thought that anyone would ever sponsor us was kind of beyond, at least that was never my thought. Mm -hmm. Um, well, why would they? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Why would they sponsor you? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and I think one, one word of warning here though, is, uh, where he says his business seems successful. Uh, there's a lot going on that that leads to a person seeming successful. Um, I've talked to Mike and I know how difficult it is, what he does and how much he struggles with that balance between work, family and content and how to make this stuff work and appear as easy as it is. Um, and that's the thing, like my early successes could not have happened if I didn't have a wife with a good job, you know? So yeah, (laughs) sure. It looks like I was really successful, but I, I, this wasn't something that like, Oh, just with all this hard work, look at all this great stuff I did. It's like, no, my wife had a great job and I was able to screw around until something stuck. Right. So, I mean, there's always like a little extra something that you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes and it may not be a sponsor. I'm not saying that's the case with Mike. I'm just saying as we evaluate what appears to be a successful business, there's a lot more to it with those gears turning. So sure. Yeah. I got a full time job. (laughs) If I didn't have health insurance covered, there would be a very different story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, Matt's wife's a lawyer. I mean, these high powered women in our lives keeps us going. My wife's a teacher. I'm not sure where I went wrong. <laughs> it's wrong choice. A powerful teacher. A very she is powerful, a powerful teacher. But a powerful, powerful singer. teachers still don't get paid well. <laughs> right. Oh, good stuff. Tell Heather I said hi, by the way. It's been, will. been a couple oh, months. Heather. All right. If Mark says <laughs> so, hi. <laughs> hey, you know what season is coming up? Uh, the what? season? Of season? Get, no. Dingus? The, uh, the gift-making season. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, dingus? <laughs> I don't know what season it is. Making gifts for people. Where's my pumpkin spice rockler doodad? (laughs) Do they have anything pumpkin spice in the store? They need to. Pumpkin spice rockler. They should. Go go on in there, start licking all the rockler products, which one tastes like pumpkin spice. Mm, Seasonal. It's delicious. All right. Well, you guys know that the best gifts are handmade, right? Rockler put together a handmade gift guide that includes all of the tools and supplies that you need to make gifts for your friends and family. The guide includes over 100 free plans so you can get inspired to make the perfect gift. Rockler is also selling a walnut cribbage board and a figured walnut knife maker kit that includes everything you need besides the power tools to build these projects. Make the project yourself and uh, you could also give kits as a gift to the woodworkers in your life. Don't forget those guys. They're important people. They, or I was going to say, they're people too. Uh, get a <laughs> jump on me. Sorry. Get a jump on gift making this year. Find everything that you need at rockler.com. And we're going to put some links in our show notes for you. If you want to check out the cribbage board, the uh, knife. I might check out that knife maker kit. How about a gift to myself? I am the woodworker in my life yes. and I would like <laughs> to have one of those. I, I, little- I got the uh, the cribbage board kit last year because I had to oh. make a bunch of them for, uh, for my wife's school. They were... Uh, I had never played cribbage before, but it's actually a really good like uh, game to teach mathematics to kids. Ooh! So there we go. Maybe I got to do that one too. Yeah. Well, so I made uh, what was it seven seven or eight cribbage boards for uh, one of their classes. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fun. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Check it all out at rockler.com. The guys have this year. I'm going gonna, gonna to give them the knife maker kit. I think mm-hmm. that'll be good for fifth grade girls. Yeah. Just get a you know the parent signing form thing they have to get permission for you know what i'm talking about permission slip that type of thing yeah, contract sure. what am i signing oh nothing <laughs> you can do uh he's gonna be making stuff in class. Did they come home with like handmade pocket knives how great would that be <laughs> i dipped the old steel oh. 
What would the, the parent reaction to that would be fantastic. The, the phones will not ring at all in the administration <laughs> It office. should be fine. Totally not fine. What all could right. go wrong? Well, we got some questions, you guys, because you guys write us all the time and we grab those questions and try to answer them here on the show. So let's do it. I got one here from Jim. Uh, he says, when building a solid wood bookshelf, how do you determine how wide you can span before needing vertical supports to prevent sag? My project specific requirements, built in bookshelf, floor to ceiling, mirror image on either side of a fireplace will be painted, but owner wants solid wood. Overall height, 118 inches overall width. Uh, did I miss something? Yeah, overall width on each side of the fireplace, 60 inches. All right, this is going to be a very quick answer. There is a tool out there. It's a calculator that will help you calculate the amount of sag any board will receive. You could pick the wood species, the thickness of the material, um, probably even whether it's rift sawn, quarter sawn, flat sawn. Uh, and then you, you decide how much weight is on it. And I believe there's even an option for distribution of the load. Is it like a center uh, load or is it distributed along the shelf? And then that will spit out a number. And that number is where you have a decision to make. And I can't tell you when you do something about it, um, how much movement and sag are you willing to tolerate seeing? Uh, I will warn you that sag does become very, very visible. If you have other reference points that are kind of establishing a horizon or a level line to some extent, and you have something that's 60 inches long, it won't take long before your eye sees a sag in that. So even if it's like, oh, it's only going to sag, you know, maybe an eighth of an inch. Well, I mean, that might be worth pursuing uh, supports for because that might be very visible over the course of a 60 inch piece. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind, but do the calculation and see what you think. And that's a, a great tool. There's other calculators there as well. Um, but it is the woodbin.com sagulator. Google that and you'll find it. That's a classic website right there. Oh yeah. How long I haven't mentioned it in a while. So I figured it was worth yeah. mentioning again. I feel like we've, we probably mentioned it in like episode 60 and maybe mm -hmm. in episode three. <laughs> Back <laughs> with Vanderlist, we were talking about that. It comes yeah. up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a good the, tool. The, the one thing I'll add is that sag also creeps up over time. So Work. it's like, ah, oh, it looks good. But three years from now, it will like it continues to sag. Like if you've got books on that shelf and it's not properly supported, the sag may not be readily apparent, mm -hmm. but it will be in three years. Yeah. yeah. Sag appearing good. over time. It's also why we work out, folks. <laughs> this is true. It's got to keep it in check. Uh. Oh. Uh, Justin has an interesting question. He says, I'm a new ish woodworker who's interested in building mid-century modern furniture. People who build this kind of furniture are almost entirely power tool woodworkers. As someone who is interested in working more hand tools into my shop, I can't help but notice that hand tool woodworkers are almost never building, quote, modern furniture. My question is, do you think the hand tool community has an aversion to contemporary design? If so, why? I'd love to hear your perspectives. Well, I, I think there's a bunch of things going on here. Um, <laughs> I do think there is some kind of aspect of the hand tool, especially the hand tool only community that's like wanting to build older style furniture, like the furniture our forefathers built. You know, it's good enough for our forefathers. We're going to build it that way. Um, some of those older, like 18th century styles do lend themselves very nicely to, to hand tools. <clears throat> so on the converse of that, I think when you look at mid-century or modern design, you'll see that they, those designs lend themselves to power tools. In fact, a lot of those designs, if you look historically, they were born out of modern materials and modern manufacturing. So a lot of mid-century, a lot of Danish modern tends to be very sheet good based because sheet goods were like the latest and greatest, newest, hottest thing 
um, in the design world. Um, the joinery itself and the clean lines that came from using you know wider sheet goods, it all directly impacts the style and the elements of the style of something like mid-century Danish modern. Um, and then when you start looking at like studio furniture movement and like stack lamination type stuff, that was all born out of a lot of sheet goods and being able to sculpt and using like power grinders and things like that. So when you just look at how they were constructed and how like the original take a, you know, a, a, a master of the Danish mid modern style or something, and you look at his original designs, they were built using power tools. Um, so to build it using hand tools requires a little bit of kind of reverse engineering of things. Um, and I just don't know that it's, it's, I don't want to say it hasn't been around long enough, but like mid-century is going through a bit of a revival and that's actually pretty recent. So I don't know that there's been enough of the, the hand tool only guys to really kind of dive into it. Um, and they, the, the hand tool only subculture, uh, like I said, they're still building 18th century furniture for the most part. And when you say I'm looking to kind of add more hand tools to my shop, does that mean you're going to go hand tool only? Because look closer, you know, I, I don't know who he's referring to when people who build this kind of furniture are almost entirely power tool woodworkers. Look closer at those guys. Are they using hand tools? Probably. They're probably not milling their, their wood with hand tools, but probably somewhere along the line, there's some refinement using hand tools. So mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet there's a fair bit of hand tool work going on in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're building with a lot of sheet goods and stuff, no, I don't think there's really that much need for hand tools. That's my two hmm. cents anyway. Well, what about the stuff like the, you know, the, the go-tos I think of are like uh, Jory um, with his designs and that's all solid wood. Um, yeah. You know, True. and, and, and I, I guess just circumstances that things I've seen and been exposed to, I kind of agree with this just without further information and without further investigation on the surface level. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. It does appear. And even the ones who are solid wood builders, you look at, um, uh, Jory and he is pretty much a hundred percent power tools with everything he does. Sure. So but think it, about the, the ease of like a, a domino joint, a loose tenon joint. And the ease of doing kind of complex angle joinery, which you find in, in when you talk jewelry, that's the first thing that comes to mind is yeah, like, um, what are those, those like all of his legs look like, like a world war two tank trap <laughs> random angle type things. But I mean, that's all loose tendon joinery. I mean, that's a compliment. I swear I do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's iconic. Um, all of the sculpted textures that he creates, it's all power grinder type work. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do think that the modern designs were born out of, we have this ability. Like yeah. you think of how many people have made designs because they think, how am I going to do this? Oh, I've got a domino. That's a lot easier now. Um, so they're able to push what they were able to do before because trying to make that as an integral tenant or something like that involves a lot of, a lot more math and a lot more precision when you can just you know, cut the butt joint at whatever angle, mm -hmm. stick your domino up there. Um, so I, I do think that, um, the, the power tools and, and modern tooling, um, I modern tooling, I should say die grinders and things like that to allow the power carving, just make it all a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and to, to, um, reverse engineer it back to a hand tool approach. I don't know. 
It's a lot I think a lot of it is template driven too. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, templates really lend themselves really well to routers and and reproduction of of shapes and things. So, I I think it will get there. I honestly do. I think that the just the the revival of a lot of this modern studio furniture and mid century stuff is still so new in the hobby woodworker world. Um, just look at like the number of books that are out there on how to build shaker furniture, how to build arts and crafts furniture, and there's like two books on mid-century furniture. Give it time, um, you know, a couple of years and there's going to be 10, 12 books um, geared towards the weekend woodworker on building mid-century furniture. There's a gap in the market, Shannon. Get it. Get after it. There we go. All right. Jump all over <laughs> Exploit that. Exploit that gap. Build everything with teak while teak is really hard to get and there's like massive <laughs> genocide happening in Myanmar. That sounds mm. politically correct. Good job. <laughs> all over that. A better life through teak. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, too throw, much, throw Burmese not into that title. Better life through Burmese tea. That, <laughs> that won't generate any phone calls. No. no not at all. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't want you to be lonely, you know? Someone's got to talk to you. <laughs> it's, yeah, in my cell. <laughs> in my cell. <laughs> Come visit me in prison. <laughs> I have teak. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one's from Roman. Probably doesn't have any teak. I recently picked up a 12 inch wide by a 12 foot long piece of four quarter wallet and I am in love with the grain pattern. My question mm. is Do you, any of you guys, ever come across a piece of wood that you find too pretty to cut up into sections for smaller projects? Or any suggestions as to what I can make from this to show off as much of the pattern as possible? Uh, so, yeah. I think this happens quite a bit. Uh, and then you kind of get over it. <laughs> yeah, you get over it and cut it up. <laughs> once, once you spend enough time with like wooden stuff and you're like, you put enough of these boards up on the shelf and they sit there for like a decade. And a decade later, once you're still there. Ten times. You're like, yeah, I, I'm never going to do anything with these. So you stop having, you stop worrying about it too much. Uh, that what you have here is actually pretty big. Like you can make a lot of things out of it. The first thing that jumps out to me is the case sides for a chest of drawers. You got both case oh, sides yeah. there. You can use a whole board and make the two sides and you have some like a really nice uh, area to show off that green and that pattern really nicely. I think that would work out really well for you, but I mean, the sky's the limit. That's a huge piece of wood. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of wood. Well, I mean, you could really go all out if you want to, I mean, think about it. You take that and you make a, a cabinet side or a chest of drawers side out of it. And you're really only looking at two, two outer surfaces. All that gorgeous thickness is in there. You could, you could resolve that oh, no. and turn it into veneer. <laughs> oh no. And get more no. mileage out of it. Let the world see all of that beautiful grain. The V word. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're really precious about it, that is something you could look into doing. You can do that. I actually think over like a chest of drawers, I think I would cut it in half and like slip match it into something like a coffee table. Mm -hmm. um, Cause then you would see more of the beautiful grain. Whereas if it's inside of a chest, you're only going to see one side at a time. Big coffee table. You know, unless your eyes are really far apart on your head, you're not going to be able to see both sides <laughs> at the same time. Um, <laughs> and and then it's going to it's going to be in shadow. I mean, if you really want to show off the grain, um, make it make it a centerpiece of the room. Make a coffee table out of it. I can't believe Shannon just insulted fish. 
First it was nurses. <laughs> right? Now it's fish. I was Wood. a fly fisherman before I was a woodworker. Uh, so we don't talk about those days. Do you guys have do you guys have like a board? No, probably not Mark because he's moved so many times. Um <laughs> hey, I brought some with me. Do, do you have do you currently have like a board that you've been hanging on to forever thinking one of these days I'm going to build something out of it? Heck no. Yeah. No, I admit. I mean, there's, there's I, stuff like uh, I've got a chunk. Okay. There's something that has a story to it. Then I get a little bit precious about it. There was a piece of uh, Macassar Ebony that was given to me as a gift by Vic Hubbard that he got from Daryl Peart that was still has like machete marks on it from being dragged out of the, the jungle. And it's, it's a neat piece of wood. And I have started to use it, but it took a long time um, just because there's a cool story and it was a gift and I wanted to treat it like the precious material it is. Did Uh, it like put up a fight and they had to like subdue it before they pull it out? They might have. I don't know. Down Evan. It's a real predator situation going on there in the jungle. So yeah, I I, like outside of that though, just a really nice figured piece of domestic. eh, No, I mean that that I'll use it as quickly as possible. I've got, um, a slip matched pair of the most tightly grouped fiddleback maple I've ever seen. Um, and the panels are, I think they're just under three quarter inches thick and they're kind of perfect size to make like door panels for like a hanging cupboard or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been hanging on to them thinking that would be the perfect solution. But the more I look at it, it, it's, it's so figured that it almost would be too busy. Like on a cabinet. <laughs> there is a point where it is too much. Right. So now I just keep thinking maybe I'll just, you know, I'll just time. No, it's not even big enough to make a guitar. I suppose I could make a ukulele out of it. They're not <laughs> long enough to make a guitar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got, I've been hanging on to those uh, more than 10 years. Uh, it was one of those in the early eBay days when you could still get lumber for a pretty decent price. Um, I got those and still haven't made anything from them. Hmm. Someday. All right. Someday. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Family owned since 1954. Rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, all one word, to receive free shipping on most orders over $49. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win a $250 gift card. Score. I used the code woodtalk very recently to save some serious money on shipping because I used the uh, shop stand configurator and bought myself a very heavy metal shop stand that I think would have been like $60 in in postage. And it was free! Sweet! Can't beat that. All because of one special word. All one word. (laughs) All one word. All one word. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret made that a joke. Yeah, Uh, that was funny. That was classic. Yeah, it was a good one. Thanks, Margaret. All right. We we love your questions, folks. And if you too blame many things on Matt Cremona, write in. Let us know what else (laughs) is Matt Cremona's fault. Yeah, what did he do wrong? I don't even remember what we're talking about. If if we get enough submissions, we can dedicate a whole segment in the next show to all the things that are Macromona's fault. Oh, good. So uh, help us yes, out. Yes, let's do that. Right in. Please. Yes. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, can we bring Lindsay on for that special? <laughs> Say, have her co-host. You can, you can you can send it to a, a special email account, Lindsay, and remain anonymous. Yeah. All the things that are. And Donovan, while you're you know, I'm sure yep. you're listening. Get him too. You know what? All the people. Hey. 
I'm going to send your mom a message. She'll join. Uh, she would too. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> she would. So, so pile on folks, go to, go to woodtalkshow.com and fill out the contact form there, or just email us directly at woodtalkshow at gmail.com. Make sure the subject line is, this is Matt Cremona's fault. And uh, we'll make sure. All things. Hashtag, oh, hashtag Matt's fault. Uh, <laughs> definitely I don't, I don't know what Margaret's going to do. She's going like, to start like an Instagram thread thing of things that are my fault. That's right. a good Picture idea. Show off your project this week. And what's Matt's fault this week? <laughs> Great idea. I love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Well, thank Back you for listening, everybody. And this is Matt's fault. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't plan. go buy wood. I gotta cut my own wood now. It's Matt's. It's fault. a good problem to have, though. I think, <laughs> honestly, I have too much wood. It's Matt's fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Go Rockler. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.